Hello, and welcome to another American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the colorful content of our American Road magazine. I'm Foster Brown, your host. In May of 2011, a caravan of antique cars set out on a very special pilgrimage to celebrate the bicentennial birthday of one of America's oldest roadways, the National Road. Within a generation of the Revolutionary War, President Thomas Jefferson began building the road to open up America's new territories. Two centuries later, Mary Truett, president of the Illinois National Road Association, set out with a group of friends to retrace that roadway from its western end of Vandalia, Illinois, to Mile Zero in Cumberland, Maryland. In this first part of our conversation, Mary shares some fascinating stories about the building of this granddaddy of American highways. But first, a timely message from Travel Wisconsin. It's time for Fun Photos featuring the Barkers. Today's pictures come to you from Central Wisconsin. Sweetie, would you look at these fall colors? The mix of vermilion, a hint of carmine and scarlet. Vermilion, ooh. You mean red, right? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. And this one, the blending of burnt umber, gamboge, and peppered coral. Looks orange to me. Look at this photo. See the chiffon and subtle ochre mixed in? Those leaves look yellow to me. But you're right, they are beautiful. I'm so glad you appreciate Wisconsin's fall colors, honey. Well, they match your beautiful eyes, baby. Really? Mm-hmm. Exactly what color are my eyes? Don't look. Oh, uh, they're vermilion? Vermilion. That's red, remember? Oh, yeah. Nice try. I meant brown. Wrong. Fall is more colorful in Wisconsin, and there are as many ways to have fun as there are beautiful leaves on the trees. Find your fall fun at TravelWisconsin.com. In May of 2011, 200 years after the sounds of uh, axe and pick and shovel rang out on the National Road in Maryland, a group of people set out from the other end of the National Road in Vandalia, Illinois, to make that journey once again. And with us to talk about that momentous journey this last spring is Mary Truitt, the president of the Illinois National Road Association. Mary, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Thank you very much. Well, first of all, why don't you set the scene for people and tell us a little bit about what the National Road is for people who might not be aware of it. Well, the National Road, we call it the road that built the nation because way back then, they really didn't have any way to travel except kind of over the hills and vales and making their own trek. In fact, it was George Washington who first asked the government if they couldn't please build some roads so that he could take his soldiers over them. (laughs) And that was during the French and Indian War. And it was even while he was president, he did not succeed in getting roads built. But it took Thomas Jefferson, who had been doing many things like the Louisiana Purchase, in extending our country. And he wanted the road, and he got permission from Congress. The bill was signed on March the 29th of 1806. Route 66 thinks it's older. (laughs) It started in 1926. But he was worried. I mean, the Indiana Purchase cost a bit of cash. And they really didn't have money for this road. And Albert Gallatin, who was his Secretary of the Treasury, said, well, let me think about this. But he said to Thomas Jefferson, look, I know where we can get some money. We can make Ohio a state. They don't have 60,000. They've only got 45,000 people. 
But we can go ahead and make a mistake, and then we can sell off the land and earn the money to build this road we want. Oh, be darned. Which is exactly what they did. We're talking with Mary Truitt, by the way, who is the president of the Illinois National Road Association. As you can tell, she has a lot of information about the National Road. One of the stories that I learned on our trek out to Maryland was that in those early days, first of all, they were very proud of having white rock. On the National Road. And it seems as if in the, the early days, they, it was not white. In the beginning, it was not. But one day, when the superintendent of, of the road in Maryland was checking out the rock that the men had brought in to sell, because they made circles. They had a two-inch circle, a four-inch circle, and a six-inch circle. And anyone who wanted to try it there in the mountains to chisel away the rock it had to pass through one of those rings to be the proper size because the road was built with a base of six-inch rock, huh. then four-inch, and the top was two-inch. This particular morning, the superintendent said, you know, I believe I've already bought these rocks before. He said, I've got to do something. I think they bring the rocks in and I buy them, and that night at night they steal them. He said, we've got to do something about this. And so they started bleaching the rocks. I'll be done. And that's how and why they had white rocks on the road. Started with rocks, okay. and especially when they got out of the mountains, a wealthy place, there was a little... Macadam. Yes, thank you. In Ohio, there was some around Richmond, Indiana. There was some around Indianapolis. And when they could, they used it. As I understand it, it was also definitely in Pennsylvania because they were using shale and the oil from the oil fields in Pennsylvania. And As, it, it was close to what we have now for blacktop, but not totally. Mm -hmm. And it kept, the, it kept the dust down, which would have been a big yes. issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would have, been, would have been fairly impervious to water, too, I imagine, as well. So yes. it didn't wash away. And it oh. must have been a wonderful, nice, smooth trip. The And then around the bigger cities where there was more wealth concentrated, obviously, then they could afford those kind of road surfaces. That's right. Okay, and that's what made for the different surfaces uh -huh. in, in the road itself. Let me say that the road was not built in one straight piece. Anybody along the route... <laughs> Any state might start at any spot <laughs> to build the road. They would build the road up to the bridge. Many times the bridge and the roads were not exactly straight, which is how we got S-curves on uh... bridges because they just didn't match up straight. <laughs> <laughs> Did it all come together? I mean, did it come together like they got to one point and then patched on another one, or did it kind of grow organically in between and then finally all link up together? I think that is probably more likely what happened. Why did the construction begin in Cumberland? Why not in Washington, D.C., for instance? Well, the bill was going to go from Baltimore to Vandalia, Illinois. And Maryland said, we don't need a road from Baltimore. Well, we've got good roads in Maryland. So they went kind of to the top, which would have been Cumberland. Yeah, literally. And yeah. started west. Right. Yeah, so it was all downhill from there, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, people might not be aware that Cumberland is um, at uh, up in the mountains to the it west of uh, Washington, D.C. So they literally went up to the top of the mountain and then started working their way down from there. Why was Vandalia chosen as the 
terminus or the end point of the National Road initially? One of the rules for the road was that it must go through the capital city of each state. At that time, when that bill was passed, we were the capital. Aha, uh-huh, I see. This okay. was an additional appropriation bill. Okay, so that made the They sta- had additional appropriations bills all along. The first bill then was to go to Wheeling, West Virginia, which was Wheeling, Virginia in those days. And it, it kept jumping. I see. So once it got to Wheeling, down on the Ohio River, uh, yeah. then it worked its way along from there. And at each point, it had to have the other bills to extend the road because it was, as you said, a very expensive proposition. And finally then, uh, the last leg of it was Vandalia, Illinois. How did the National Road then make it to the West Coast? In 1910, a new bill was passed that would link all existing trails from Vandalia to the Pacific Ocean that would form the straightest line. And this they called the old National Trails Road Uh because it connected to the National Road Uh and was made of trails. What U.S. highway best traces the uh, National Road that you folks U.S. 40. U.S. 40. Okay. This concludes part one of our conversation with Mary Truitt telling us about the history of the National Road. When we next join Mary, she'll be talking about a 200th anniversary trip that was taken from Vandalia, Illinois, to the beginning of the National Road in Cumberland, Maryland. Join us again soon right here for American Road Trip Talk and the second part of our conversation with Mary Truitt. Before we say goodbye, I want to tell you about a great fall fair coming to downtown Vandalia, Illinois, September 23rd and 24th. It's the Vandalia Grand Levy and Corn Day, featuring bluegrass music, tours of the State House, car show, plenty of good food, and loads of family fall festival fun. Mark it on your calendar, September 23rd and 24th, the Vandalia Grand Levy and Corn Day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me here again soon as we travel more of the American road and get to know the fascinating people we meet along the way. Don't forget to visit our website at AmericanRoadMagazine.com for our latest issue. Blogs, travel tips, special deals, and so much more. Why, you can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest American road news. For the American Road Magazine, I'm Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.